Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waltman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. We are definitely live on DLive, on Twitch, on conservative-daily.com, on the other places. Facebook, don't think we're live. Anyone who, anyone who doesn't know, I got suspended from Facebook this week because I was the one who hit play when Joe had us put on the entirety of the Project Veritas vaccine video. Facebook said I was spreading harmful messages that could cause real world harm so they suspended me for seven days joe is out he might call in in a little bit because he had a very good day and he's a happy lad and he wants to tell us about the deposition with mr rubber dub dub um so he might call in but because he's out because greg is out because josh is out still this week there's no one left who has permission to start the facebook stream <laughs> so I don't think we're live on Facebook right now. And I apologize. I hope that anyone who's trying to watch us on Facebook, um, this, I mean, this is why I always say, if you haven't already, make sure you bookmark all the other links because sometimes things just don't go the way we plan. So today we're going to talk about a bunch of things. We're going to talk about Biden's effort to purge the military of anyone who doesn't want to take the vaccine. Talk about that for a little bit. I'm going to play you a clip of AOC crying on the floor of the House of Representatives because, oh, shocker, Congress voted to still help Israel defend itself from Palestinian mortar attacks and rockets. She was crying on the floor of the House because we were dare help fund the Iron Dome. And then we're going to get into the latest developments of Biden's border catastrophe. And yes, this, this is Biden's border catastrophe because Biden has solely caused it. Things were going great during 2020 with President Trump's border security measures. Joe Biden ran on a promise to undo all of them. And sure enough, everything has gotten a lot worse. Um, we are live on Facebook now. Great. We are live on Facebook now. That's fabulous. Um, thank you to Greg for getting us up and going. So let, let's start with the military bit. If we can real quick go to my screen. This is a leaked form that the United States military is now going to be using to have people who have strong religious objections, religious uh, conscience objections to the COVID-19 vaccine. These are the forms that they will now have to fill out. The government wants to know everything about their religious beliefs. So they put their rank of the requester, the unit, the chaplain, religious affiliation. And then these are the questions that these forms are going to ask them. What is your religious preference? And is it correctly reflected in your official military record? Explain your religion and your religious beliefs. Is taking the vaccine considered material participation in evil, according to your beliefs? Material participation in evil is the financial or understood and implied support of a moral evil through participation. Would anything be different if the vaccine was taken for the material good of others who are unable, immunocompromised, allergic, etc.? Then it talks about the ethical basis of an opt-out. Is your request based on a desire to save yourself from harm? Or is it based on a desire to save others from harm? Would you reject other vaccines for the same reason? Why is this vaccine a concern when others are not? Would an option to receive a different strand of the vaccine reasonably accommodate your request? Now that the vaccine is approved through the FDA, does this change your view of the vaccine? Why or why not? And then they want to know about their sincerity. Would you consider separation from the military over the vaccine mandate? How long have you held to a practice this religion? and the beliefs underlying your request. Why and how important is this request? Are you part of a community of believers holding similar views? Where and how often do you meet? Anything else you'd like to communicate related to your request? Now, this is, uh, <laughs> look at this way. You can, it's very easy to tell the political beliefs of whoever wrote this. They are not at all interested in actually talking about bona fide religious objections. These are all gotcha questions. These are all gotcha questions attempting to basically have an ethical or moral debate with the people. Like this, like, like 
why is this vaccine a concern when others are not? It is not your job to explain your entire religious belief. It's not your, your job to explain how you felt about forced vaccinations in the past. That's not how the First Amendment works. Right? You have a freedom of religion. Government cannot create a state-sponsored religion. They cannot force you to do things against your very deeply held religious beliefs. Whether you, whether you just realized it now or before is irrelevant. It is a deeply held religious belief. But this is all, this is all an attempt to try and trick you. Would anything be different if the vaccine was taken for the material good of others? Trying to trick you into, into these little thought experiments. Where and how often do you meet with your church? Why the hell does the government need to know that? Seems a little intrusive. And then you kind of follow that up with this news. The Biden administration strongly opposes an honorable discharge for troops who refuse COVID-19 vaccine. Want to make sure we understand that. An honorable discharge means that you left the service honorably. You retain your, your full rights, your full privileges, and you retired with honor. There's different levels of discharge, right? There's less than honorable. There's general. There's, I guess, psychiatric. There's, there's a couple different ones. But dishonorable is the one where you start losing your rights. If you're dishonorably discharged, you lose your gun rights. Yeah, federal law will take away your right to keep and bear arms if you are dishonorably discharged from the military. So someone comes in and says, I have a deeply held religious objection to this vaccine. The government says, oh, we don't believe you. Now we're hearing from the Biden administration, he does not want to guarantee that everyone who ultimately would be kicked out. I mean, we're, not, we're they're, they're still pretending that they're going to honor the, the religious opt-out. They're still pretending they're going to honor it. But at the same time, they're saying, no, we want to retain the right to, uh, we want to retain the right to dishonorably discharge you. <laughs> you realize what this is all about, right? And we can take down my screen. We're not going to talk about this the whole hour, but you realize what this is all about. Not only is this about purging the United States military of free thinkers, of conservatives, of religious, faithful. As I mentioned, when you are dishonorably discharged, you also lose your right to keep and bear arms. Therefore, you are no longer in the militia. So not only would they get you out of the military, they would get you out of the one body, one military body that exists to fight back against a tyrannical government. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we all say the, the thing, 1776 will rise again, right? But in, in fact, we are all part of the unregulated militia. And if called upon, or if required, we are expected to show up for militia service to fight back against any foreign or domestic enemy that poses a threat to this republic. When you dishonorably discharge someone from the military, you guarantee that they cannot participate in such in such an activity. So they're not just trying to purge them from the military. They're trying to stop them from fighting back against the government. God forbid we ever have to. Sick people. Really, really sick people. Also very sick, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or as I call her, Occasional Cortex. Um, she's been pushing to cut funding for Israel's Iron Dome. Now, personally, I think it's kind of stupid that the United States is paying for other countries' militaries. We pay enough for our own. The idea that we're actually paying the bills of other militaries. Kind of silly, but without this funding for the Iron Dome, people would literally die. Out of all of the military expenditures that we have around the globe, this is the one that actually gets used the most, going to Israel's Iron Dome. It happens a couple times a year where terrorist groups try and kill a bunch of Israelis in their homes, in their schools, in hospitals. Just walking down the street, they try and kill them with mortar attacks and rocket fire. Iron Dome intercepts those mortar shells and rockets before they can hit civilian areas. The United States helps fund that. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wanted to cut the funding, which I guess in her mind would guarantee that rockets reach reach preschools and daycares and schools and kill people. I don't know. But House of Representatives didn't go along with her plan. And I want to show you this little clip of her crying over it. Yeah, AOC was crying over the prospect of the United States continuing to help Israel defend its citizens against rocket and mortar attacks. Let's play cut number one. Mr. Lawson of Florida pursuant to House Residency 8. Here she is right the there. House that Mr. Lawson will vote Aww. nay Aww. On, on House Residency 4 amendments. He votes nay. Aww. Aww, she's so sad. 
poor AOC. AOC, she didn't get to give, she didn't get to give the terrorists carte blanche to kill a bunch of civilians. Oh, poor AOC. I mean, that that's theater. That's political theater. You don't get your way on a budget amendment and you start crying in the aisle. Listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial. And I hate a lot of stereotypes that they make for millennials, but that was a very millennial thing to do. <laughs> they didn't let me cut the funding. <laughs> the Palestinian rockets are going to explode in midair instead of crashing into apartment buildings. <laughs> that's, that's what she was just doing. Really, really gross. But let's get on to the re main topic of the episode today. Biden's border catastrophe. Going to remind you, this episode is sponsored by MyPillow. My pillow. You don't want to sleep during this podcast. We're going to talk about a lot of things, but tonight you're going to put your head on your pillow and you'll say, wow, this pillow kind of sucks. Probably does because unless you already have one, it's not a my pillow. And even if you have a my pillow, I have a my pillow. My wife steals it every night. Can never find it. Finally come up to bed and she's already using it. And then there's an actual fight over it. Well, you need to get more. If you already have a my pillow, get more. And if you haven't tried my pillow, seriously, I don't know what you're waiting for. I thought it was, it was silly. How good can a pillow be? Me and my wife literally fight over who gets it. She made the mistake of getting the low fill. I got the high fill, and she hates her low fill. So she steals mine. But anyway, go to mypillow.com, link in the description, and use promo code CD21. You're going to get up to 66% off your order. It's the lowest price they've ever had for their pillows. The sheets are 50% off, and you can pretty much get a great deal on everything else. So again, use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta21 at mypillow.com to get that maximum discount. So the Biden administration is trying to do damage control. The border is being completely, completely overrun. And we're going to jump ahead briefly in these cuts and images, Mr. Producer. I want to put up image 10 just to see you, just to show you this is not getting better. It's not getting better. If you can put up image 10, they're still coming over. These are... Listen, this isn't a race thing. It's not an ethnicity thing. It's not a nationality thing. There are scores, throngs of people who are literally forcing their way into the United States. We have no idea who they are. You'll see not a mask in sight, no vaccine passports, forcing their way into the country. And not only are they getting in, not only are the vast majority of them not being deported, but the vast majority of them are being released into the interior. They are being sent to Arizona. We've seen some already sent to Louisiana. They're being sent all over. And we'll see in a bit just how the Biden administration is trying to create this lie. But no, this is absolutely still happening. So Ducey was getting into it with Saki today. I love that. I mean, can you imagine if the rest of the media did its job? All of these different back and forths would be like this. I wanted to play this in its entirety. This is Saki getting blasted for the Biden administration's policy at the border. And he's asking her, well, are, are they being deported? And notice that she says this phrase, they're going through the process of deportation, uh, something to that effect. But that means literally nothing. Because as we've covered on the show, when you are giving a notice to appear in court, your court date can actually be 36 months away. So when you are caught and released with a court date 36 months away, you are set free into the United States to do whatever you want for three years. And guess what? When you skip your court date, as long as you don't get caught again, you're home free. So Jen Psaki has asked about this. Let's go ahead and play this in its entirety. Cut number two. Order. Go ahead. Thank you, Jen. I have a question about the numbers that you gave and the math. So there are 15,000 migrants under the Del Rio Bridge Saturday. If you add up the ones that you say were expelled or released, it's less than 5,000. Say there's 5,000 that are still left. Where's everybody else? I, I'm happy to get you a more uh, fruitful rundown for you if, you, if if helpful, from the Department of Homeland Security. Okay, and when you talk about how some of these people are being placed in removal proceedings, that does not mean removed, correct? That means they're in the process of going through a removal proceeding so that we can, uh, it can go through the process, our immigration process that's long been in place. We understand that uh, basically most of these people that are going into removal proceedings are being put on either buses from Del Rio uh, to El Paso and Laredo or being flown to Tucson with no COVID tested, uh, testing unless they show symptoms. How is that helping anybody 
stop the spread? Uh, again, uh, we have a protocol and process in place as it relates to COVID in terms of testing and quarantining, and also vaccines are provided for a range of migrants by our partner organizations in the region. What is happening now is that, as, an, as I outlined yesterday, is that if individuals cannot be expelled under Title 42, they are placed in removal proceedings, as you referred to. That may, uh, re that may require them being placed in ICE uh, detainment facilities, or it may require being, them give, being given a notice to appear uh, where biometric data and other data is taken. Uh, in terms of their transportation methods, I'd certainly point you to the Department of Homeland Security. What? Why should somebody, say, in uh, Laredo, Texas, or El Paso, or Tucson, Arizona, have to have their chance of catching COVID go up because hundreds of miles away there is an open border? Well, there certainly is not an open border. Uh, we are continuing huh? to employ our immigration proceedings and process and restrictions at the border, and that includes huh? uh, the implementation of enforcing Title 42, which is an authority, a public health authority. It includes uh, moving people into either uh, a process for expedited removal or removal proceedings. That is our immigration process that we are proceeding and underneath. A final follow-up. You say the border is not open, but we're told by our teams on the ground, you guys are releasing pretty much all family units, couples where the woman says that she is pregnant or single women who say that they are pregnant and that, that nobody actually has to take a pregnancy test unless they want to. So are how you suggesting you don't believe when women say they're pregnant? Is that a big issue no. we think at the border? I am not no, in charge yes. of keeping the border secured. Do you, you guys think are. pregnant women are posing a big threat to the border? You yes. To the border communities? You is that a big me. issue? You tell me. I'm not aware of pregnant women being a big issue of concern to people at the border. What I will note for you, Peter, is that, as I said earlier, there is a process if people cannot be expelled under Title 42 uh, for a range of reasons. Some of that is because countries they came from or other countries, including Mexico, may not be accepting families with children under the age of seven. They are placed in removal proceedings. Those removal proceedings require them to either go to a detention facility or require them to go uh, get a notice to appear and including providing their biometric data and otherwise so that they can be, uh, we can ensure we know where they are and we can ensure we know uh, when they're going to come back. So that's what the process is. If there's a big outrage about no, pregnant women, I'm not, not tracking it. The issue is not about pregnant women. The issue is, is the border open or is the border closed? Because my understanding is that a lot of this is happening on this side of the border. I think you know the answer to that question, and I just conveyed clearly that we're implementing our border restrictions, including Title 42, including uh, making clear that people who are coming through irregular migration, uh, that it, this is not the time to come, uh, and they will be placed in removal proceedings. Go ahead. This is a total lie. It's a total lie. None of this is real. I mean, she's saying, oh, the border is closed. Go back to image 10. In what way is the border closed? Does that look like the border's closed? Put up image 11. Does that look like the border's closed? That looks like it's an open border. When you can just walk across the Rio Grande walk right into the United States and you can go back and forth. As I said on the, on an episode a couple days ago, they're going back and forth to go get takeout. It looks like Chinese food, but they're not getting Chinese food in, in, in Northern Mexico. They're getting in tacos and whatever, but uh, they're coming back with, with takeout containers in little baggies with soft drinks and energy drinks. Just going back and forth. The border is so open. Not only to, do they get in, but they can go shop in Mexico and come back. No, of course, of course the border is open. And when you see, when he asks her, is the border open? Just, I think she says, I think, you know, the answer to that. She's expecting him to say the border is closed. No, the border is wide freaking open. It's not even, it's not even a question. It's not even a question. Also, I saw this day. This made me laugh. A lot. <laughs> Obviously, you got Kaylee McEnany, Barbie, and you got Jen Psaki, Chucky. This made me laugh a lot. If the press secretaries were toys, were dolls. <laughs> Krista in the Facebook com comment section says, Taco Tuesday for the migrants. Yeah, except it's every day. Just hop over the border, get a taco. 
and swing back real quick. No, they're lying to the American people. I mean, what kind of idiot looks at the images I just shows you, showed you and concludes that, oh, yeah, it's closed. It's closed. It's not an open border. It's a closed border. You have to be a, you have to be a fool. You have to be a fool. Or you have to be completely devoid of a conscience. Because as Peter Ducey said, as Peter Ducey said, these people aren't being tested for COVID-19. They're not being masked up. They're not being forced to show their vaccine passport. They're processed and they're released into the interior. They're released in the interior. They're put on buses. They're put on planes. People leaving. Um, I've, I've talked to people. And I, I talked to people in San Antonio who, listen, I, I don't know how accurate it is. Obviously, it's completely possible that a bunch of Haitians could be here legally. But I know two people who have flown out of Texas in just the last week. And no, not talking about Joe. Two other people in just the last, actually, couple days. And they've noticed a large number of just Haitians, Haitians on their flight. And they're going different parts of the country. They're just putting them on planes. And we know that these people do have COVID-19. That's not a fear mongering. That's not xenophobia. <laughs> when you're living in a shanty town under a bridge, right? <laughs> That's where COVID-19 spreads. That's where lots of other diseases spread. I've seen some pictures of the, of the porta potties. I'm not going to put them up here because I want to eat dinner after this. And I know a bunch of people are probably sitting down for dinner right now. It's disgusting. That is where disease spreads in these little shanty towns with, no, I'm not even talking social distancing, just basic hygiene, right? So of course, people among them are COVID positive, of course. And when you see the actual numbers for Laredo, Texas, for, for different parts of, of the border area, and you see these towns reporting in a given day that 11 people die, 10 people die of COVID-19. Listen, we, we've tried to present the facts over the last year and a half, two years to you about what this virus is. There are a lot of people out there that it does pose a risk to, right? We know that. We know that it, it can kill people based on certain preconditions and age and, and other factors. So when there are people going about their life, contracting a virus, potentially from these migrants, because these migrants are walking through bus terminals, airports, spreading it to God knows where, the thought that not a single person has died from this open border catastrophe just from the spread of COVID-19 or other diseases, it's nonsense. Of course, of course this has killed someone. It is a non-zero number. And a lot of times I say non-zero numbers, I say that to protect myself from the fact checkers like Funk over at USA Today. Non-zero number just means it's not zero. Can't tell you how many it is, but we, I can say with, with pretty good certainty, it's not zero. It's greater than zero. Someone out there, some, some innocent American has died. I mean, we know that they do this. We know that illegal alien criminals are responsible for a lot of crime in the United States. And the left says, oh, well, Americans commit crimes too. Well, yeah, tell that to the mother and father who lose their kid in a car crash because an illegal alien was driving on the other, wrong side of the road drunk. But I don't care that Americans dr drive drunk. That that means, I mean, you shouldn't, definitely don't drive drunk, right? But when an illegal alien kills someone, whether intentionally or accidentally, is irrelevant, they shouldn't be here. And their continued presence and the encouragement behind their continued presence absolutely can be traced to deaths that, yes, some of them do cause. And I'm not even just talking about the Kate Steinleys of the world, Right? There's, there's lots of cases like this. And to see the left say, oh no, this, this, this is the way we do it. We have to have open, open borders. It's the only way. It's, it's putting America last. And they know it. They know that's what they're doing. They have, no, they have no shame whatsoever. This is exactly what they promised to do. They promised to surge the border with unvetted illegal aliens. Don't believe me? Biden said himself, let's play cut number three. What I would do as president is several more things because things have changed. 
I would, in fact, make sure that there is — we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. I would change the order that the president just changed, saying women who were being beaten and abused could no longer claim that as a reason for asylum. And by the way, retrospectively, you know, the 25th anniversary of the Violence Against Women Act is up. The Republican Congress has it. not reauthorized cut it. it. Let's so instead of saying he's going to surge border agents or he's going to surge immigration judges, what he said, and this wasn't a Biden gaffe, he's going to surge the illegal aliens to the border, the migrants to the border, so that they could promptly seek asylum. And what he said there is what Peter Ducey was going at it with Jen Psaki. This new policy that was not in place under Trump, a new policy under Biden, that if you claim domestic violence, if you claim that you're pregnant, even if you can't prove any of it, just saying those magic words, it's a it's a get into the United States free ticket. Then you just walk right through. And listen, in the in the left's world, men can have babies, right? Isn't that isn't that the left's whole deal? Like, oh, it's not just women that can have babies. It's menstruating persons. And technically, they can be men. Well, by their own twisted logic, men can also show up to the border and say, I'm pregnant. Let me in. And you know what the crazy thing is? The idiots on the left would say, come on in. You're pregnant. Of course, that makes total sense. You can't have loopholes like this when our national security is at risk. <laughs> our national security is at risk. You can't just have an open border. At this point, let's just get rid of TSA. Get rid of customs officials at the airport. Get rid of the bomb-sniffing dogs. If we're just going to let anyone into the country, no questions asked, then let's get rid of all of the security theater. Because that's what it is, security theater. If you're not willing to actually follow through with your promise to secure the homeland, and you deliberately leave entire gaps of our homeland security system wide open for the entire world to come in, then everything else is just theater. What does it matter that we, that we x-ray the bags coming into the United States? What does it matter that we perform background checks on people coming here legally if they can just waltz across the border and say, oh, I'm pregnant, and they just get let right in? It's all theater at that point. I mean, I don't, I don't want there to be a terrorist attack. I don't want there to be any more criminals coming into the country. But does anyone really think, does anyone really think you can have an open border for this long? And no one sneak in with evil intent. I mean, we had Todd on the other day, former Border Patrol agent. They call them exotics. Those are illegal aliens who do not come from Central or South America. Places like Pakistan, India, Afghanistan, even. Yeah. The Middle East. This is real. People come to the United States from countries that are on terror watch lists. And as long as they walk right in and say, oh, yeah, I'm pregnant or... Oh, my, my husband beat me a couple times. Don't have any bruises, but he definitely did it. As long as they do that, they're let right in. Now, listen, this is going to get someone killed. I mean, it already has. I, I, I Again, non-zero number, pretty good certainty. The people have died from COVID-19 transmission just from these illegal aliens. Pretty solid. You can't let 200,000 people across the border every month spreading the virus unchecked unmasked unvaccinated unsocial distanced put on buses and planes and trains you can't do that and have everyone make it home at the end of the day which is which is crazy the craziness of all of this is that we are forced to mask up and lock down and and hide in our homes but the border no whole world can just come right in just come right in and then the, the other the other bit that really that really gets me, this whole thing about about the horses, the horses, oh, the horses, oh, the horses. Kamala Harris said it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> the Democrats are saying it was the worst thing ever. One Democrat, I forget which one they were. They said it was worse than slavery. That, that was. I'm gonna see if I can find that during the next clip. Um, worse than slavery. Order horses. Yeah, that, someone actually said that. It was worse than slavery because lawbreakers were being traced down by mounted police officers. 
But let's get through the rest of this. So Biden, Biden promised to surge the border, not with Border Patrol agents or immigration judges, but with illegal aliens. Remember this moment from, from the debates where every single Democrat raised their hand and promised to give health coverage to illegal aliens? Let's put up cut four. Raise your hand if, gover if your government plan would provide coverage for undocumented immigrants. Oh, so brave. So stunning, so brave. Of course, I finally got it. If we go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. It was anti-Maxine. Oh, man. Daily Mail is, it's a, that's a cancer of a website with all these ads. But anti-Maxine Waters, it's worse than slavery. Ayanna Presley, another member of uh, the squad, said that they're white supremacists. She has, she has nothing about these people. These border agents, they know absolutely nothing about them. Ayanna Presley said it was egregious and white supremacist behavior. Haitian lives are black lives. This is insanity. The full quote from Maxine Waters, we're saying to the president and everyone else, you've got to stop this madness. Let people know that they're trying to take us back to slavery days and worse than that. The idea of a mounted police officer trying to stop someone from illegally entering the country is now worse than slavery. Come on, get, get the hell out. I'm not going to curse because we have fill-in producers. I don't want to have them have to, have to, have to go through with a fine-tooth comb and, and bleep everything. But get the F out. Come on. What, what, the, what are they talking about? Worse than slavery. And this is the problem. They threw out the white supremacist thing. And I've said for a long time, we can take down my screen. I've said for a long time, I don't know how they get past that, right? If, if every couple months, every year or so, they get more outrageous with their language, I didn't think they could go past Nazi, go past white supremacist. But we just saw from anti-Maxine Waters, worse than slavery. That's the new line. Oh, you're worse than slavery. Get, get the F out. That's so dumb. So every Democrat raised their hand and said, yes, you get free health care. You get free health care. So realize that the illegal aliens under the Democrats, if they get their way, they'll get all expenses paid. But if you suffer a medical emergency, you'll have to pay out of pocket, especially if you have to take an ambulance or, God forbid, a helicopter to a hospital. You'd be shocked at how expensive it is, which is why we're proud to partner with Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your entire household. Should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be transported to a hospital by helicopter? We don't get to decide when an emergency strikes and you don't get to decide how you go to the hospital. And it's not just people who get lost up on a mountain or they fall off a cliff or they're lost in the desert, right? No, a lot of people get airlifted when there's a crash on a highway. Why? Well, when there's a big pileup on the highway, the ambulance usually can't get down the highway. So if the airlifted, people in cities get airlifted all the time. When there's gridlock, I mean, look at look at Biden in New York City just a couple days ago. They shut down a huge chunk of Manhattan. Well, if you suffer a medical emergency and you want to get to a hospital that's in that zone, you're going to have to be airlifted in. But and that'll cost a lot of money, upwards of 60 grand in some cases. But with Air Medicare Network, you don't have to worry about that. You will not pay one cent for a medical transportation flight as long as you're a member and flown by an AMC provider. And don't worry, they fly over 100,000 patients a year. So go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. And they're going to give you a bonus up to $50 back, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So free healthcare for all the illegals. Free health care. Biden doubled down. Again, play cut five. Vice President Biden, I believe you said that your health care plan would not cover undocumented immigrants. Could you explain your position? I'm, I'm sorry, I beg your pardon. I, I believe at the show of hands, you did not I raise your hand. Did you raise no, your hand? No, I did. I, okay, but, but, sorry, sorry. I, so so but, you said they would be covered under your plan, which yes. is different than Obamacare. Yes, but here, here's the Can you the explain thing. that change? Yes. You cannot let, as, as the mayor said, you cannot let people who are sick, no matter where they come from, no matter what their status, go uncovered. You can't do that. It's right, just going it. to be taken care of. Period. He's going to do it. Well, then he tripled down. Play cut six. You believe that undocumented people should have health care in this country? I think undocumented people need to have a means by which they can be covered when they're sick. 
And so the idea is that's what I think we should be doing by building more clinics around the country, not just for undocumented, for other people. When they're ill, when they're sick, people need, this is just common decency. You're not going to let somebody. Some popular. Well, I know it well is. Well over 50% of people polled say undocumented, undocumented people here should not have health care on our dime. Well, let me tell you something. In an emergency, they should have health care. Everybody should. Yeah. Anybody Cut here it. in the country. Cut it. And then he quadrupled down. He quadrupled down. Let's go to cut seven. Uh, should undocumented immigrants also be able to get subsidized health care? If they are working in the United States of America and they are Illegally. paying taxes, they should have access to health care. They should ha- ha- have access to what everybody else has access to. Cut it up. Kamala Harris also promised it. And the reason I'm, sh- I'm playing these not just because we like to take a stroll down memory lane. I'm playing this because these clips have run nonstop in Central and South America. Everyone coming here believes that they're gonna they're gonna get the store, right? They're gonna get the farm. They're gonna get whatever they want, right? The government's just gonna pay for everything. When you, I mean, and in this in this way, I cannot blame someone in South America or Central America who truly has nothing. Seeing on television, Biden say we want to surge the border with the illegal aliens. Well, they're just they're just listening to him. They're just listening to him. I, I mean, it's wrong. Illegal immigration is wrong, no matter how you slice it. But on a human level, I can't blame someone for trying. But no, you have to go back. Still, Kamala Harris also promised free health care for illegals. Let's play cut eight. Must be addressed. The bill also says, "quote Every individual who is a resident of the United States is entitled to benefits for health care services under this act. Not every individual who's a citizen." but every individual who's a resident. Mm -hmm. So you support giving universal health care, Medicare for all to people who are in this country illegally? Let me just be very clear about this. I am opposed to any policy that would deny in our country any human being from access to public safety, public education, or public health, period. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a load of crap. And you remember when Joe Wilson shouted, you lie. At Obama, we covered this um, a few episodes ago. The you lie was over Obama saying that the Affordable Care Act would never cover illegal aliens. Joe Wilson shouted out and said, you lie. Now we see the president, asterisk, and vice president, asterisk, both saying, oh, no, no, it's it's the only humane thing to do to force Americans to pay for the health care of anyone who steps one foot on American soil. That's what they're talking about. Anyone who steps one foot on American soil and uses any of the dozens of loopholes that you can use to force your way into this country, right? <laughs> They're saying that you have to you have to pay for it. It's it's disgusting. It really is disgusting. So I showed you what the what the actual border crossing looks like. Kamala Harris now says that she wants an investigation into her own administration's handling of her own administration's border crisis. Let's play this, cut 12. What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible. And um, I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there. Um, But human beings should never be treated that way and I'm deeply troubled about it. The whole point is that we have to understand Haiti. I mean, talk about a country that has just experienced so much uh, tragedy that has been about natural disasters. And we really have to do a lot more to recognize that as a member of the Western Hemisphere, we've got to support some very basic needs that the people of Haiti have to get back up. Interesting that she says that. As a member of the Western Hemisphere, we have to have we have certain obligations to help the people of Haiti. Joe Biden didn't always believe that. Very infamous quote. Joe Biden in a speech talking about U.S. foreign interests and trying to explain how we should only get involved in in foreign affairs when it has an, when we're interested in it. It poses some relation to our national security or domestic affairs or whatever. Joe Biden posited the hypothetical that if Haiti sank into the ocean, we still would have no 
national interest in Haitian affairs. Let's play that. Cut 13. If, if, if some of us are right on Bosnia, that uh, this ethnic cleansing has the potential to rear its ugly head in Ukraine and in, in, in Belarus and in the former Soviet Union, where they have uh, major uh, arsenals of nuclear weapons, where they have long histories of national wars, where ethnicity dominates, uh, uh, that is a phenomenal potential consequence to the United States. If Haiti, a god-awful thing to say, if Haiti just quietly sunk into the Caribbean or rose up 300 feet, it wouldn't matter a whole wouldn't, lot. Wouldn't matter a whole lot. So here on the one hand, Kamala Harris is saying we have an obligation as as being situated just on the same side of the planet. We have an obligation to help them. And then old Joe Biden, so no, if they completely sank into the into the Caribbean, it still wouldn't bother us. Now, I don't know if Joe Biden's changed his opinion. I mean, that, that's a pretty crappy opinion to have about an entire people. I get it. Haiti's not exactly the nicest place to live. No one really wants to visit Haiti. I mean, people go to the Dominican Republic. They will not go to Haiti for good reason. But to say that you could watch an entire nation of people drown in the ocean and it wouldn't you wouldn't even lift a finger because it wouldn't matter to our affairs. It's a pretty cold way of describing it. So I don't know if he changed his mind or if he's just really good at pretending nowadays. Don't quite know. Don't quite know. I want to play this, though. So a couple of people in the comment section have mentioned this. Al Sharpton. Yes, tax cheat. Weight loss king. Anyone's ever seen the old videos of Al Sharpton? Absolute weight loss king. Looks like a completely different person. Al Sharpton went to the border today to try and gin up some racial tensions try and make it a race thing the fact that haitians were being arrested and deported trying to make it a race thing and al shopton got a good old texas welcome and by that i mean texans shouted him down and wouldn't let him say a damn thing let's play cut 15. Is the former U.S. ambassador to South Africa, and to his right hand, from Atlanta, Georgia, New Birth Baptist Church. clips you expect them to be short and to the point it just keeps going and he just keeps going thinking that oh yeah they'll they'll be a, they'll be able to edit that all out and post nope nope no no boom mic is gonna hide that 
And props, props to the people that were there shouting him down because that he was race he was race baiting. This is a man who flies around the country every time there's anything that can be even remotely defined as racism, and he fundraises off of it. He's fundraising off of it, and he's ginning up racist animus, racist hatred. That's what he does. That's his whole deal. So he came to Texas, and they did not let him talk. And he kept trying to say, oh, these Trump supporters with their radicalism. And there's one point in it, we won't play it again, where he, he mentions how radical the Trump supporters are. And the guy's screaming, Del Rio is a loving place. Get your race hatred out of here. I love that. And, and again, every time you think, okay, they're going to end this, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Speaking of just keeps going, we do have Joe on the phone. Joe on the phone wants to talk to us and tell us a little bit about um, about his deposition today. Because his legal team and Sidney Powell's legal team, and I guess all the legal teams, got to depose Mr. Rub-a-dub-dub, Eric Coomer himself. And if you don't know why, I call him Mr. Rub-a-dub-dub, because he says he's a baker. And that reminds me of Butcher, Baker, Candlestick Maker, Rub-a-dub-dub, Three Men in a Tub. So we're going to have Joe on the line. He's going to explain as much as he can because there is a gag order. There is under seal. He cannot tell us what went down, but we're going to see if we can get as much of his reaction to it as legally allowed. So let's bring Joe on if, if he's on the line. Mr. Bruce, do we have him? Someone, someone say something. <laughs> I thought he was on. <laughs> we got him. I didn't hear. I didn't hear anything. You just muted yourself and unmuted it. Do we got him? Okay. If you're gonna, if you're gonna unmute the line, whatever. Okay. If Joe is on the air, if Joe's on the line, we will bring him on. Uh, I'm not hearing anything from him, so hopefully we can figure that out. I spoke with him briefly before this, and um, I cannot tell you what went down, but I can tell you he is in a very good mood. And you won't be able to see it because he's going to come in on audio, but he has a smile from ear to ear. Um, the impression I got is that Eric Coomer, listen, without saying anything about what happened during it, typically, generically, not even talking about this case, typically it is very hard for liars to keep their story straight. And when liars tend to get pressured, the lies tend to unravel. And there is a concept in law and common law, known as falsus in uno, falsus in omnibus, the idea that if someone is lying about one thing, it is reasonable to presume that they're lying about everything. And that is why these depositions are so important, because if they can, if they can catch you in a lie in a couple places, then they can use that to call into question other statements you've made. Even if they're completely truthful, if you lie about other things and say, well, why do we believe them on this if we just caught them lying on that? Which is why a lot of people just if it, in a criminal case, they'll plead the fifth, plead the fifth. So they don't have to risk self-incrimination um, based on my very brief conversation with Joe and not divulging anything, any details. He is happy, happy, happy. And Eric Coomer likely is very sad right now. So we'll see if we can get him on here. Oh, here we go. Video. So we get to see the smiling face. I'm smiling. <laughs> so don't say anything that happened. Don't say anything that happened. I know. Uh, I'm not allowed to tell you what happened. You don't want to. You don't want to steal away the victory and and get held in contempt. So we cannot talk about this case. But generally, generally, what happens? Not him. Not talking about him. Generally, what happens when liars get caught lying? Like, what what has that experience been like in other times? When you have seen other people who are known liars getting caught in lies, how have you felt in those other instances? Not this one, in those other instances. <laughs> I felt really good about those other instances. I don't surround yeah. myself with liars typically, but uh, you know, the it was a good day. It was a really, really good day because a lot of things came out that I think needed to come out that I don't think that they expected to come out. And there was questions that were asked. The lawyers did a great job. They ask questions and, um, you know, we, we got a couple hours in and, uh, the, you know, Coomer's attorney couldn't stop lying to begin with. I mean, he, 
he actually went back. We had to go back into court, and he lied in court. Lied. Point blank lied. I lied. Took so, a situation well, and well, twisted it and lied. Be careful. Be careful. Well, I can tell you that I have a smile on my face because I know God is good, and I know that the things that we experienced today were a manifestation of, of things to come in the future. I can't imagine a more cynical place to be than where the judge is right now having to deal with making a decision on whether or not this survives the anti-slap because it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't. And there's a lot of reasons why, and I can't tell you because I don't know what the limits yeah. are. I don't know what I can yeah, say and can't be say. Be very careful. And I don't want to jeopardize. Careful. Yeah. I don't want to jeopardize that, but I can, but I can tell you that I'm, I'm, uh, you can neither confirm nor deny that this was a very good day. I can neither confirm nor smile enough on how good of a day it was. And can neither <laughs> so can it, neither confirm nor deny that the baker is is very sad. You know, I don't know if he knows how to be sad. I don't know if he knows how to to, to process things normally. And and I'm and I frankly I felt bad for him because you just saw the I mean just you know, there's one point that you could feel him yeah. going uh, into that careful. unhinged rage. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Don't I, don't. I don't want you to get in trouble. No specifics. Generalities. We'll talk about the uh, the friend of a friend. So I have a friend who is who has a very similar deposition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, doctor, I have a friend. Doctor. No friend that I think is. Yeah. Uh, this could be doctor, really good the, for the friend, the but not so good for another friend. <laughs> Doctor, the erectile dysfunction medication isn't for me. It's for a friend. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it was, I, it was, it was definitely something that. Uh, I, again, I don't know how they run away from it. I don't know how they run away from what happened today. And maybe they, maybe they just convince themselves it's not that big a deal. But it certainly is that big of a deal. It certainly was very revealing for me. Um, and the devil is in the details. The devil is in the details. And, um, so I will be very yeah, interested I, I to just... see. I'll be very interested to see whether any of these details leak out, not from you, but from Coomer's side. I would never. I know, but but obviously we know that Coomer's team is in converse, is in communication with the New York Times. That's how they got the memo, right? The memo that had nothing to yeah. do with you. Um, I'm curious whether they're going to try and get some damage control out there and try and shape a narrative, because obviously it's still under seal, and the seal applies well, to both sides. Yeah, but I, no, the, the only thing that's under seal is Coomer. I'm not under seal. Not, nothing you, that you, I did you, is under you seal. Can't, you can't talk about it, and he can't talk about his deposition. You know what I mean? His deposition right. is under seal. So neither party can talk about it. But they I, can talk about the other depositions. I don't see how he runs away from the train wreck. I just don't. And maybe, maybe he does. Maybe the, you know, I don't know. All I know uh, is that it was a good day for me. It was a really good day for me. Really good day for you. Well, um, any any other updates? I know you have an event that you have to get to. Um, it looks like your car is being surrounded by Haitian migrants as we speak. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I have, to, uh, I have to go to an event tonight. Any uh, any any other anything else you want to share before we let you go? No, I will say this that just prayers i appreciate all the prayers i appreciate all the support i appreciate the things that you've done to uh show me love and to uh lift my spirits when you know it's been a it's been a tough it's been a tough 10 months i got asked a question today by my attorney and they said they asked me joe knowing the consequences that you'd pay would you do it all over again and my and i couldn't respond but my friend was sitting behind me and um he goes, you know, I need to answer that question for Joe. And uh, and he goes, yes, he would, even knowing what he's had to go through. And, yeah, it's been hellish. And I think that the part that makes it difficult to say, yes, I would, is the effect that it's had on my children and my family, uh, my wife. You know, it's been, uh, you know, it's been difficult. It's been, it's been difficult for me, but I'm not the only one that I need to consider. And so if you're asking me if I do it all over again, the answer is yes, I would. If you're asking me if it's worth it, I will tell you it's always worth it to tell the truth, especially when it preserves the most fundamental sacred right that I think we have as Americans, which is voting. So the right to vote and the right to have your voice heard. And I don't believe.
believe in that for decades. I think that they've been stealing yeah. elections for a long time. So. so, again, not to get into any details of what came out today, but is there any update on when we might see a countersuit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I probably. We'll uh, have a countersuit somewhere on October 15th. Oh, well, there you go. October 15th. Yeah. Halfway. And let me tell oh, you we're, something. We're, it'll, we're it'll be a doozy. It'll be a doozy. It'll be a doozy. Yeah. Well, uh, we're all very happy to see you smiling. People are sit- saying they're very happy to see you smiling. Um, <laughs> um, but all, I mean, very good news. So, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for, for filling us in and, and have fun at the event later tonight. All right. God bless you. I'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone. All right. See ya. So good news. Can't share any details, but good news. And as Joe just mentioned, likely we'll see a countersuit coming around October 15th, some, sometime mid-October. A very specific date, but I guess they, they have something in mind. Countersuit, because as we've covered, again, not, not talking about any of the things that Eric Coomer said today, but in the past, Eric Coomer has made a lot of statements about Joe, about this show, about claims that we've made, about whether or not, for example, he, he put a whole op-ed out in the paper about, about claiming that we were fabricating his post. I'll tell you, I don't have time to fabricate his, his post. Joe doesn't have time to fabricate his Facebook posts. That was, a, that was a direct claim. He didn't name Joe by name, but the fact that he was already suing Joe and making that claim, it's, it's reasonable to conclude that he was talking about Joe. So little things like that might might find their way into a countersuit, a countersuit slander or defamation case. I guess it would be slander because he it was the written word. I don't think Coomer has done any audio or television interviews. We'll have to see. But we'll, we'll have to wait. It'll be interesting to see. But yes, it is good to see Joe smiling ear to ear. Haven't seen that in a while and, and frankly, there hasn't been a lot of good news. I know, I know that, like, uh, listen, it was, it was enjoyable to see Al Sharpton get shouted down by a bunch of Texans. That was, that was nice, right? That, that was fun to see. But we haven't had a lot of good news lately. And it's not for lack of fighting. It's not for lack of trying. We've had some victories, right? We, 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 we got rid of um, Biden's ATF nominee. We helped block them from forcing through amnesty into their spending bill. We've had we've had some some little victories for sure, but the Democrats aren't going to give up. They're not going to give up until we defeat them completely, totally. Latest polling suggests Republicans, if it's not stolen, Republicans would win 41 seats in the House, 41 additional seats. Think about that. Right now, they're five short of a majority. That's how small the Democrats majority in the House is, just five seat difference. If Republicans took 41 seats, listen, there's going to be a lot of rhinos, but I don't know if there's that many rhinos to stop a conservative majority like that. Also seeing in the Senate that the Republicans would retake the Senate. That's not all that hard because it is a 50-50 tie right now. But we have to keep fighting. And, and yes, that ultimately is going to mean voting for the Republican on the ticket. But before then, it's going to be voting for the, for the good candidate, the conservative candidate during the primaries. And we're going to start featuring more of these primary candidates going up against Democrats in, in purple districts, in red districts, and even blue districts. Republicans who are going to try and flip their seats back to the red column. And we're going to try and feature more of them. So make sure you tune in when we have that. It might not be the most exciting. You might not recognize the name when it comes across the text. But we want to highlight a lot of these different candidates and try and give them a platform so they can reach more people. And yes, hopefully so they can fundraise and get a little money in their in their war chest so they can quite literally fight for this republic. So make sure you tune in for that. We're going to have a couple more of those coming up in coming days. But until then, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, you got to subscribe to the audio version. You have to. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. That's what the advertisers care about. They care about audio downloads, not video views. They care about audio downloads. So please do subscribe. And if you can... Do it on Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone, an iPad, a MacBook, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. It has to be five-star. Four-star will bring us down and help us rise up in those rankings. And even if you don't have an Apple device, if you have a Windows computer, you can 
install iTunes. Yes, solely for this purpose. You can install iTunes, you can create an Apple uh, ID, and you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You could do it. I tried it just the other day. I didn't leave myself a review. That'd be unethical, but you can do it. So even if you have a Windows PC, please do consider doing that as well. Check out all the links in the description, including the link to the store. The In Dire Distress shirts are selling like hotcakes. If you haven't already got one, that's the upside down American flag shirt. You only put the flag upside down when we're in real distress, and that moment is right now. So check out that shirt. Link is in the description. And go to store.conservative-daily.com. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.